Hello everyone, um, I hope you're doing great. This is Edgar Ramirez from the Football Chronicles and I'm here with my friend and colleague and co-podcaster, Sebas Garcia. Sebas, how are you? Good, Aguita, how are you? I like that title. Yeah, nice. co-podcaster. <laughs> yeah, co-podcaster, that sounds great, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, I love it too. It just yeah. came up, you know, it's yeah. brilliance of the moment. Um, See, so, you know, yeah, sorry. No? no, go ahead. No, I just want to say that in today's podcast, Justin is not joining us. Sadly, oh, he's... Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's busy today, so... Yeah, Justin, wherever you are... We miss you. We say hi. We say yeah, hi. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's been great to, to have joining us in in every episode, so... I mean, hopefully he can be with us next week. Um, so this week we want to talk about honestly just the games we watched, um, the you know how um, some Premier League games, some uh, games from the Spanish league. Um, so why don't we get started there? I watched a, I watched a couple of games this week. I, ha I have to be honest, I didn't watch as many as I as I wish I had, even though it was a long weekend. Um, I watched the Liverpool Leicester City, um, which was a pretty good game. Um, that I really enjoyed. Um, Liverpool won 2-1. Um, very organized, very well put together. Um, Allison made a massive mistake. Uh, I don't know if you saw, Sebas, any of the highlights or the game. Like, it was like a Karius mistake, sort of. Well, it was even worse. Because, <laughs> see, Karius mistakes were like errors, you know? Yeah. In in his case, he got the ball and, and he's been doing this a lot, which I don't think is gonna work very well moving forward. Um, he got the ball. He started playing with his feet. Tried to you know, tried to like uh, dodge the defender or the sorry the attacker from Leicester that came at him, and he lost the ball and the Leicester def attacker stole it from him and he scored. So mm. you know, just for trying to play with his feet, he lost the ball. And Leicester scored 2-1. And it was really bad. I mean, the cameras were all on him. And, you know, obviously he looked very upset. And uh, I heard a quote from Jurgen Klopp saying, well, you know, that's what we get for getting a Brazilian goalkeeper. What? <laughs> He's going to be... Yeah, that's what he said. That's wow. what we get for, for getting a Brazilian goalkeeper. And, you know... One thing is to, to, to me at least, huh? one thing is to try to, you know, play with your feet and, you know, try to be a little more into the game, right? Send a pretty good cross uh, across the field um, so someone can score. And another one very different, yeah. which, which is what this seemed to me, is like, you know, just be a little too overconfident and do something completely unnecessary uh, and lose the ball and, and get scored on. Yeah, especially in in the in the Premier League because the Premier League is uh, you know there is a lot of pressure for the goalkeepers uh, because they are constantly attacking and you know every single mistake is gonna count you know that's pro that's why Carius is not there anymore and uh, I think yeah. in Brazil sometimes like the goalkeepers and probably this is why Jurgen Klopp was saying that you know they like to do some spectacle you know like they like sometimes to do like a little show. You yeah, know, like, they like to put on a show. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, play with their, their feet and sometimes, like, even throw, throw kicks or whatever. Um, yeah, but but in, in this one, yeah, like, uh, yeah, he should, like, not do, like, try to do replicate what he does in Brazil because this is a different 
this is a different environment. This is like a more organized soccer and definitely not the best way to start a league, right? Especially all by the price they pay for him, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, what was interesting was that um, he um, was... You know, that's what they got him for. Like, they want him because he's pretty good with his feet and he can, you know, start a play from the end, from the back, which I've seen him do and it's marvelous. Um, but I just think the risk is totally unnecessary. Like, yeah. you're, not supposed, you're not supposed to do that all the time, right? You know, do it when you need to, you know, be cool, right? Um, someone else, you know, just moving on to the next game. Uh, unless you have something to say about this one, Sebastian. No, just uh, something interesting about Liverpool that I read today is that yep. uh, Jurgen Klopp uh, hired uh, a coach for the throw-ins. Is that how you call them? Throw-ins? Yeah, throw-ins. Yeah, yeah. Like the, from the side. I've never heard that there is a coach <laughs> for that, ever. Apparently, this is like the first person, a, a Danish guy, who is like the best coach in this kind of like throw-ins. So they're going to train that from now on. Just, I find that? it really interesting. I don't know. I, I, I see the logic behind it, though, because sometimes I see, you know, like teams missing opportunity, opportunities because they don't know how to throw the ball or how to, like, make, you know, like, make, throw it to the right player or, you know, like, they get distracted and they just want to move it quick. But I think, they, right. yeah, I think it's a good idea, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's fascinating because it's become... You know, it's, it's becoming a little more like American football, right? Like, in American football, you have all these coaches for for all these things. And, man, I really wish Justin were here. Actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he probably knows more about this than, than we do, certainly, than I do. Um, you have all these coaches for all these different things. Uh, and it it makes sense to me, right? You have 90 minutes and that you have to make the most of, right? Um, so why not get a coach that can capitalize on the throw-ins? It's just that I think right now the level of football that we are seeing, uh, every single thing counts. You know, like every single mistake that you do or whatever happens counts. So, you know, like you have to make the most of it right now. With, with like, you know, like take every opportunity that you can. Yeah. Because it's so competitive that if you don't do it, like, you, you know, like something that you're missing, you, you know, like... Uh, but yeah, it was something very interesting that I saw. <laughs> yeah, I, I had I had not seen that. That's fascinating. I mean, I remember back in the day, and you know, this is just capitalizing on opportunity, right? Peru used to play. The goalie would kick the ball really far. We had this really tall forward, and he would just put it down. And then we had this player that was able to shoot from afar, from outside the box, really well, and he would score. And that's how he played in 1998, basically th three touches or two touches before the goal. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, like a lot of teams play like passing, right? Passing the ball around, trying to, you know, create chances and opportunities like Barcelona does. But all you need to do is score. No, it doesn't matter how, right? It can be from, a, you know, it can be from a throw-in if you throw it really hard and someone heads it in. Or it can be, you know, passing the ball 50 times and then scoring. But it, it, they're worth the same. They're worth one point each. Yeah. Or one goal each. Yeah, it doesn't matter how you do it. It matters that you do it, you know? like Right, exactly. Yeah. Nice to get yeah. it done. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. It's really interesting to, yeah. to, to learn. I mean, and, you know, Jurgen is, is an awesome coach. So I just think that that's just going to make him better. He's going to add to the team. 
Um, another game I saw that was really cool was the the well, actually, a game that I didn't like so much was the Manchester United Burnley. Um, it was honestly really boring to see, uh-huh. um, but Alexis did just have at least uh, in the goal they scored. He had did it, he crossed the ball magnificently to Lukaku so he could score the first goal. That was quite beautiful. But other than that, honestly, I, I was just really bored by the game. Um, and you know, like you told me, it the fact that Manchester United won two zero just saved Mourinho's ass probably for for another week. Yeah, at least he can he can go to bed right now and sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that pressure on his back, man. <laughs> yeah, it must be tough. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But besides that, uh, I I just wanted to mention something. I also just I, I know we we were we're gonna talk about La, La Liga. Yeah. But I wanted to talk a little bit about La Serie A. Okay. Uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of Ospina, and Ospina has been the main goalie for Napoli lately. Yeah. Not doing so hot, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah. So Sampdoria won against Napoli 3 0. I have to say that a couple of the goals I think Ospina could have done better. Oof. But the third one is just, uh, you know, from like, it's a very. It's a very cool goal. I don't know if you guys have the opportunity to see the third, the third goal. I strongly suggest it. They make a pass to the Sandoria striker. And he hits the ball extremely quick with the back of his foot. Wow. And, it, and it goes directly to the goal. Like, super quick. Ospina it's, it's, <laughs> doesn't have a chance. Poor guy. Right. But it, it's, <laughs> kind of, it's kind of... I'm kind of worried because, you know, like... Uh, Ancelotti... Um, he has different like goalies in this team. Ospina is the most experienced one. That's why he's getting the opportunity to play as the main goalie. But it's not a secure position, so I'm worried that he's not performing as you know Ancelotti wants him to perform. Right. And that eventually he will get replaced. So I hope that he gets better. Especially you know Sandoria is not such a strong team uh, in Italy. Um. I, and yeah, so I just wanted to say that. Yeah, we, three, three zero is not great. <laughs> no, it's not great at all. But well, anyhow, let's move on into the La Liga. Well, so we, actually, we you're. I think we need to keep. We need to count the days because you just reminded me of something. Cristiano Ronaldo still still has not scored a goal in no, this area. No, 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 nothing. <laughs> What's so, happening? I don't know. I, I mean, I have to say something about Ronaldo uh, that is, uh, you know, well, he's adapting to a football that is very defensive, as we yes. said before. Also, he was not in the in his best form in the last season in Madrid, you know, like he was hmm. kind of like absent in some matches. So He was, that's true. I mean, the final of the Champions League, he was kind of absent too. Yeah. So I don't know if that has to do with that. Also, he played the, the World Cup. He the has been Cup, like yeah. playing a bunch of stuff. So, who knows? But yeah. it's kind of surprising that he hasn't scored a single goal yet. You know? Yeah, it's weird, man. I it's mean, Benzema and, who's it? and Bale have scored, I think, eight goals uh, total. Yeah. Um, Messi scored so, a bunch with Barcelona, which we're going to yeah. talk about. But <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's time to talk about that, right? So, yeah. so you know, at, at this point... And I'm going to steal something you said. At this point, you don't expect to see things like this. 
But this weekend we saw Barcelona beat the uh, West Ham eight two. Um, oh, I'm not sure what happened there. Um, oh. And West is a small team. Whatever you can make all the excuses you want. Oh, eight two is, is a lot. I'm just gonna say, oh <laughs> my goodness, <laughs> eight. Yeah, especially in first division, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've seen Real Madrid and Barcelona both get kicked out of like the Copa del Rey, for example. Um, you know, by small teams. So eight one just seems. I don't know. I guess a little out of this world or yeah. you know, unexpected. I mean, to to bring a little bit like not to be against Barcelona or anything, but Huesca is not the strongest team in La no. Liga, no, but he's in the first tier. Right. It's a first division team. You shouldn't like see things like this. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it was it was very surprising for me. Some of the goals were beautiful. The Rakitic goal and Messi scored three goals, had a bunch of assists. Um, I mean, I'm gonna make the same joke I made. Which is that he's probably very happy that he doesn't have to play with Argentina this week, <laughs> and, that's, and that's <laughs> and that's why he just went to town this weekend uh, with Wesca. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's um, the big teams because also Real Madrid won four one, and I didn't watch that game. Um, I watched the one before, which was against Girona, if I remember correctly, that they also won four one, I believe. Um, Girona started winning that game. And um, played really well. Well, I mean, really well considering right that they were playing Real Madrid and they're a small, small team. And Real Madrid didn't look so good the first half, but in this last game, I think from what we've seen and, and heard, um, Real Madrid seems to be playing as a team again. Um, and you know, hopefully they do well. But I really don't want them to win the Champions League again. <laughs> Or the La Liga, or La Liga in, the, in that matter. I, I honestly don't care if they win La Liga. I do not want them to win the Champions League for yeah. a fourth time. Come on. That's really I, boring. But it's interesting what you said, because I have a lot of friends from Madrid uh, mm -hmm. who have said that, you know, like Real Madrid is playing as they used to before the Galacticos mm -hmm. and stuff, because, you know, like Real Madrid is known in Spain to play like a very, like, distinguished football like very like well played you know like uh, how you say that like very like decent in the moves like very like unified as well and lately they have had stars in which they play for the star you know for some time right. it was Ronaldo the Brazilian and for some time it was you know they had like a bunch of individuals in which like they made some sort of a team in which like uh, each of them was very strong in their suit And, and then in, in this later Galacticos era, we the whole team was playing for Ronaldo, you know? Right. So it was a team of 10 players and Ronaldo right now. It's just um, a, a team just playing for each other as they used to back in the time, so it's great. And, you know, I, I would say to you, no, that's crazy because Real Madrid has won before, but I think your point is, is, is true. Because um, I don't know, I don't know if you heard this story, but apparently in the there was like an award for like best like uh, FIFA, not FIFA, sorry, um, best player, mm -hmm. um, and Modric won that title, right, a best player of the season, um, and they knew that he was gonna win, and because Ronaldo knew that he was not gonna win, he didn't go to the to the ceremony. Oh, um, yeah, which you know, like he was your teammate, you guys won so many things together. And apparently, he, apparently, there's reports that he was very upset that he didn't win the the award. Um, I mean, it's just that I mean, I understand uh, 
you know, uh, you to try, like, I understand Ronaldo trying to be as competitive as he can be. Right. And being like, you know, because he's an excellent player. I mean, that's no question about it. But you can be all that and also be a good person. <laughs> you know, like, right. one thing doesn't exclude the other, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's... I, I don't know. I think that that's probably why uh, in Italy, for example, I don't know if you saw, but last time, like, uh, he missed a goal and he got very angry because the other player scored a goal as well. <laughs> yeah. And he, he didn't. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know we'll, that we we'll kind of there. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, we'll probably have to have a special issue uh, podcast episode when he scores. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so we can, you know, maybe, maybe it won't happen. No, I'm kidding. I mean, he has to score at some point. Yeah, but um, I, 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 I have been wondering why my Facebook like has been so quiet lately, and I understand why. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen any because comments. Because scored. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that, that makes sense. I was like, wow, what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I guess I just wanted to mention that um, it's weird to see a player in in a in such a such a, a team sport like like soccer like football uh, acting like that um, especially you know with someone with someone that you've played with for so long like Modric yeah and, and also and someone and who you've won with so many things like it's not like they just played together they won four three four champions leagues you know the la liga title so many things. I mean, it's not. It's not like it was all. It's not like it was bad memories. You, you know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. very strange to see that behavior to me. Yeah. Also, also, you know, Ronaldo is a consolidated player. I mean, he's also like thirty four. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, what's his problem, man? Like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But any anyhow, like talking about Ronaldo's, I have something to say about Ronaldo's. Yeah. You know, the, the original Ronaldo is going back to Spain this time as a as a team owner. He purchased uh, with the money that he had in his pocket, fifty-one percent <laughs> of the Valladolid, Real Valladolid, which is a, a team in which, for those who don't know much about Valladolid, is a team that is most of the times in second and, you know, like fighting to get promoted. Get is promo- right. get, gets promoted into the first division, then he gets relegated, and then he fights again to go back. So he's, it always plays in this limbo thing, in between right. second and first division. Ronaldo's goal is to make the team competitive to make it a, you know a factory of players as the other teams in Spain and eventually make it a, a big player in the league in La Liga so yeah oh, and, and it's and it's and it's the original Ronaldo so the Brazilian Ronaldo the Brazilian for, Ronaldo yeah. yes those, those who may not be familiar the Ronaldo that scored 15 14 goals in the World Cups that was world champion that played for Real Madrid, Barcelona, Inter Milan, um, and uh, Sebas. And, ret- and wh- where did he retire, Sebas? Yeah, la- the last match he played was <laughs> against uh, uh, Deportes Tolima, which is a Colombian team in Ibagué. Ibagué <laughs> is a very small city. And uh, yeah, he was playing La Libertadores against Tolima, and, and uh, he, he was called to play, and he played that match, and he said, well, this, I'm, I'm done here. I, I've I've done everything. I've been everywhere. This is yeah, it. This, uh, <laughs> I, I, if I'm not mistaken, actually, Tolima won. So, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't not, expecting that. Not even he played it, it Tolima in in Ibagué his last match, but he lost. 
That's hilarious. Yeah. But I I like that. I like you know. I mean, if they if they have good advisors and good people around them, I definitely like that. Football players, very successful football players, uh, soccer players, um, buy teams and get that involved in in a team's development. I I, I think it's positive. I to be completely frank, yeah, I'm always a very negative person by definition, and I don't really, th- I cannot think of anything negative about to say about this. Uh, I like that he's involved. I like that you know he he's gonna even know the people right, like the players themselves, because he was a player at some point. Um, so it's just, it's just really positive in general to me. Yeah, that he's doing that. Uh, what what is surprising to me is that is the fact that there are not that many others like that because yeah, especially players like that you know like Zidane or right you know like Figo or whatever they retire with a bunch of money. If I ha- if I were a player and I had a bunch of money, I would go and buy you know like a second team, a second division team like the. I don't know the Buckingham Palace, whatever team, or you know something like Nottingham Forest, for instance. Buckingham Palace is the palace. Yeah, Crystal Buc- Palace. Is Crystal the palace. palace. There you go. <laughs> Buckingham. Buckingham. No, that's like the Royals. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> You're no, gonna but, buy the but, Queen. But I would like, for example, a, a second division team or something. You know, yeah. like it, it's not that expensive. Like, for example, right. I, I have been very surprised that not that many other players do that. The only one that I've heard besides Ronaldo. Is David Beckham who right. is um, right. trying his hardest to establish a team here in Miami, uh, which I find really surprising that he has found so much opposition to that project because it's such a great project. It would bring definitely something better to the city of Miami, uh, which is full of Latin Americans and is very international. And it's very surprising that they don't have a first division team or a team in, yeah. in the city so it's I don't know why yeah well I, I hope you know I hope that Ronaldo does well I, again I always loved him as a player he was one of the best I've ever seen um, the best one for me being Ronaldinho just in terms of football um, as, an, as an art form <laughs> as an art form <laughs> yeah um, wow. so I'm excited I'm excited about this new stage of his life and we'll be following uh, what Real Valladolid does from now yeah. on. But yeah, so, so interesting. Um, so I think we should start talking about you know friendlies. what's coming this week. Yeah, friendlies. Friendlies. I, I friendlies, am excited. Are, friendlies. I have to say something about the friendlies. They are not that friendly sometimes. Yeah, not. That yeah. Um, well. I I am excited because these are the first friend, the first round of friendlies after the World Cup. Um, you know, obviously, you know, people, no one is, you know, I don't think a lot of people are very excited about them. I am because we get to see how these teams are going to shape up for the future, at least some of them. And, you know, case in point, the United States and Peru and even Argentina, as it was, have called teams, Peru not so much, but definitely the United States. I think they, we were looking at the roster for the United States and they're all very young players, at least most of them are. Um, that yeah. play, and a lot of them playing in Europe, which is what we were talking about last time too. Um, so it's, I think it's very fascinating to see how those players play, and I think the United States, if I remember correctly, it's playing against Brazil um, and Mexico, right? Brazil and Mexico, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. that's good memory. Yeah, I mean, great teams to play against. 
um, if you, you know, especially if you're young, uh, kind of baptism in, in fire. <laughs> yeah. You know, playing against some of the better teams in, in, in the region for sure. But it's interesting also because if you think about it, the Brazil is playing with, um, no Brazil, Mexico is playing with no coach because Osorio is gone. Yeah. And right. they, they haven't called a replacement yet. The US is also, if I'm not mistaken, playing without a coach because they're looking for new coaches right now. So there are two teams. Colombia is playing without a coach. Argentina is playing without a coach. So yeah, what's wrong here? <laughs> Where are the coaches? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, we. It is fascinating though because, you know, you have Argentina. I guess what they're trying to do is just expand the right the universe of players that that may be callable, uh, and that's why they've called the players they've called. You know, giving Messi a rest and and so on. Um, so I think that's going to be really interesting to see because a lot of people, at least for you know, the Argentinian side, I think at this point just want to see how Argentina plays without Messi, right? How, how, what would that look like? Um, and I don't think it will all be negative. I mean, I think at this point, poor Messi's had so many, he's heartbroken so many times playing with Argentina that you know there's just so much baggage there. Yeah. No, I get it. And also, it will be good to see, you know, like future players. This is a good training for Latin American teams also because yeah. we have the Copa America next year, so yep. it's gonna be a good training for that as well. Yep. I don't think uh, I think they're, they're they're playing again in November. Are there other friendlies after? Yeah, I think November, right? Yes, there are friendlies in November. Yeah. So the U.S. Just to recap, the U.S. is playing Mexico and Brazil mm -hmm. on Thursday and Sunday, I believe, and. Peru is playing the Netherlands and oh, and, and Germany. <laughs> and Germany. Um, wow. Yeah. Which is weird, Sebas, you know, because on paper it's like, damn, Germany and, and the Netherlands. But the first one didn't make it to the World Cup and the second one left with us in the group stage. Um, so... That's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but you know, it's still Germany and the Netherlands. Um, and we've called, also Peru's called, uh, very young players. S some, not very young, some young players, some new players. I, I don't think Gareca, Gareca looks at age uh, a bit, but, but not not only. Um, we call this Argentinian player who's been playing in Peru for a long time, uh, Horacio Calcaterra, who's a midfielder, a defensive midfielder, um, to play, and he's 31 years old. And he's gonna probably get his first cap for Peru against the Netherlands, because um, you know again I, I just think Gareca really just cares about expanding the universe of players that that he could use throughout the the the, the tournaments, right? Yeah, because I, mean, I think I especially think, the qualifier. Yeah, because Peru is a bit limited. If, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's a good idea to get like uh, you know like to play these matches and see. Yeah, like. Uh, new opportunities because you know there are some players that sometimes they don't perform as well in their teams you know like and, and sometimes they perform super great in the national team yeah so sometimes coaches like Areca and stuff they are good at spotting these players that don't perform in the best team or you know that are not like the or best player in, in Europe yeah, yeah. But f sometimes they play super well in the national team, so we'll see yeah. if maybe that's the case. I mean, for the Colo from Colombia, we are playing against Venezuela in Miami on Friday, and then on Tuesday we're playing 
Argentina and New Jersey. Huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's funny. That's exactly what we did. We played, before the World Cup, Croatia in Miami at the Hard Rock Stadium, which I think is where you yeah. guys are playing. Yeah, Hard Rock And City. then we played Iceland in the MetLife Stadium in Stadium in New Jersey. New, New Jersey. York. Yeah. Trieste. That's weird. Yeah. And you guys are doing exactly the same thing. It's probably the same company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to say that. Probably it's the same... Uh, yeah, same company that is organizing these things, you know. Yeah. But um, I mean, in, from the Colombian side, I'm kind of like worried because he's we don't have a coach right now. Today, it was announced that Beckerman is not going to continue with Colombia after eight years of success. success. Yeah. I have no words to say. I mean, it's it, I've been you know like following my national team since I remember. Uh, with Peckerman, it has been the first time that I actually feel proud of the Colombian team because we have gone to World Cups and we have played different uh, with different coaches and we have had really good stars like Asprilla and Pio Alderrama and stuff. But this is the first time that we actually could dream about achieving stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, like the architect of this project was Peckerman and he brought in a good culture of you know, like responsible players, you know, like he didn't like indisciplining the team. He didn't like the press around. He didn't like people telling him which player to place to play or which player to place in which position or anything. He just took the decisions because he thought it was the best for the team. And it's sad because I don't think we're going to find something better than that. <laughs> yeah. I, don't think, I don't think there is a coach out there that can perform as well as Peckerman so is that also because I think he wanted to stay but the conditions were not uh, given to him and yeah so he was let go today and so we'll see what's going to happen all the Colombian players have been posting stuff saying that they are going to miss the, the coach that he has been the greatest and you know I mean it made you guys a world class team you were a good team before but you became Argentina, you know, close to Argentina and Brazil. I mean, honestly, probably in the same place. Um, I yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I wish Peru were like that, but we're not, obviously. Um, yeah, but yeah, and also know. like he, he he took the team in the worst situation. And he took and he placed it in the like he took it from the worst to the best. So you know, yeah. it's like huge change. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. remarkable. Yeah, I think it's more or less what what uh, Gareca is achieving in Peru. The good thing about Gareca in Peru is that he's younger. So, from yeah. he, you know, if Peru plays its cars well, you guys can have Gareca for a while. So, hopefully that's the case for you. But so far, is you know, that we, as we talk in the, in the previous podcast in Spanish, you know, like Peru, you could see the change when, you know, you can see when yes. a good manager is taking... Yeah a team in his hands and when doing the best commitment. for the team when there is commitment like yeah. before I remember Peru being a team with a bunch of good talent and good players but players in which they didn't care about the team like players right. like for example who used to like party after the games whether or they lose or win yeah yeah or lose or win or for example like um, what was the name of this player the the one who used to play in Verde Bremen uh, uh, Pizarro Pizarro who used to play like super well in his team, but he didn't give much 
care about the national team, you know? Yeah. With this coach, you see commitment. You see all the players wanted to play. You see discipline. You see they get the, you know, like Peru became a da very dangerous team. They qualified to the World Cup, like, uh, you know, like beating, like having like a really good closing of the qualifiers, you know, like beating yeah. all the all the teams and stuff. So that was something, yeah, you can see that. Hopefully, in, going back to Colombia, we get something like that. Again, I don't see that happening, but who knows? Well, Hopefully, and, and I don't, and I, you know, I, I don't think. I think you guys just need. You maybe don't need someone super famous. You know, someone that's already done everything. You don't maybe don't need a Bielsa, but I think you need someone that is responsible that can take the players in, um, that potentially knows how to handle stars, right? Because when Peckerman joined the Colombian national team. I mean, you guys had stars in your team, but not to the magnitude that you have now. Yeah. Obviously. So you're going to need a, a bit of a different person, um, but, you know, someone that can still achieve things and just keep the team together. And, like we said, the commitment to the national team, to themselves, to, to, to go further, uh, qualify and go further into the World Cup. Yeah, that's right. We'll see. I don't. I don't see anybody like that, especially because I think most of the good coaches are already taken. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know where. Who are they gonna choose? Maybe Bolillo Gomez or Maturana, or somebody. Maturana is still alive. Yeah, <laughs> Maturana is still alive. <laughs> he was actually he coached last year. He coached on Caldas oh, wow. in oh, Colombia, and he did poorly because I don't know why Maturana since the nineties hasn't been that great. I don't know, but um. Yeah, hopefully we'll get something like that. Hopefully we don't. Yeah. <laughs> so for for just uh, to wrap it up on, on my side, um, this week I'm excited about the qualifier. I'm, I'm not the qualifiers. I'm sorry. The, the friendlies. There's no football. There's no Premier League. There's no La Liga this weekend. Um, so everyone should you know pay attention to the, to their own uh, teams. Uh, their own countries are gonna probably be playing um, some some international football this week. Um, also, I think some of the games from the League of Nations, this new European tournament, is, is starting. Um, and, you know, I don't think we had time to mention, but Denmark, apparently, the Den Den Danish players went on strike and won't be playing the... won't be responding to the call, won't be playing the League of Nations, and Denmark, the, the federation, decided to call players from the second and third division and futsal players... Um, to play instead of them. Um, so that's going to be fun, how to see you know, yeah. how that pans out. From I'm Futsal. Sure. Yeah, yeah, the goalkeeper is from a handball team. And <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. I you oh, know, I God. never expected that from, from such a, you know organized European country, but I guess that's what we get. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to all the games this week. It, it's just going to be super fun to, to see what happens. And all these young players also joining all these teams. Yeah. So crazy because Denmark did a really good job in the World Cup. They actually exactly. uh, played against Croatia and they and they took Croatia to they they played all the and I think they tied and they went to penalty shot. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so yeah, the honeymoon is over now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's and for those who are interested, I guess it's it's just a dispute over um, business, like contracts and and uh, I believe. What's the right word? Like business contracts and image rights um, between the, the players and the federation um, mm. that they haven't solved. And, you know, 
the player essentially said, no, we're not doing this, we won't go. And the coach, the, the Danish coach, coach, is not going to coach <laughs> the group of players that are going to play oh. this week. So that's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's something that they are just making up, like, you know, like, ah, let's do something, like, just for yeah. fun. Just to throw, yeah, to throw so up yeah. there. Ah, yep. that's so sad. All right. Well, I don't know. I the last thing I, I want to add, just to close this podcast from my side, is that in the national the Colombian National League, uh, there's a team called Equidad, which is means equity, and is uh, <laughs> 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 translates that. And he's uh, from Bogota. It's a team which is very small and not very known. It doesn't have much history. It belongs from an is from is owned by an insurance company which is Colequidad Seguros, and that's why the name comes from. Uh, but they have a really good coach uh, who has been, whose name is uh, Luis Fernando Suarez. He has been coach of different national teams, including Ecuador. Um, the most, well, the surprising thing about this team is that they have been, they have played seven matches in a row, and they haven't been defeated, and they haven't, they don't have any goals against. Uh, so they have 20, 21 points out of 21 possible, and we are just starting the the championship, but they're already like leading. It's very surprising because this team has no history, nothing, but I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, I mean, zero goals against in seven games, I, I still think. I'm still really surprised. It's, it's quite shocking. Um, no, we don't see it that often. Um, no, I don't think. I, I don't never know. heard that before, so it's very, very weird. But <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for for our episode um, today. Um, everyone, want to thank you for joining us. We've had a lot of downloads for for the you know latest episodes. Um, people from all over the world listening to us, uh, especially the, the United States, uh, Peru, Colombia, across Latin America, uh, several European countries, and even Australasia. Um, so we just want you know we're just very thankful and want to remind you to. Follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and obviously listen to the podcast on iTunes. Man, we're everywhere. I think Seba's yeah. doing a great job adding us everywhere he can. <laughs> oh, yeah. This this weekend, we are also available on TuneIn right now. And also, hopefully, we soon will be available in, a, a, I think it's Google. No, you have a, we already are on Google, right? Yes. Yeah. Spotify, you said? A Spotify, yeah. Spotify. So, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be everywhere. Yeah. We're pretty much there almost. So thank you again, everyone, and we'll um, we'll see you next week. <laughs>